It takes more than great TFIDF skills to be a great engineer. This is episode 94 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show for software developers about non-technical subjects. So you're saying if you want to know what TFIDF means, listen to a different podcast. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay. Or you could take all the words spoken on all podcasts, divide by... What is it? <laughs> I can't even remember how TFIDF works. Hang on. It's time for the traditional soft skills engineering look stuff up on Google break. <laughs> Divide by all the words that exist in all the podcasts and then figure out the inverse of the document frequency over the occurrence of all the terms. And that's how you figure out something. I think what you really mean is use this Python library and call <laughs> one of its functions. Yep. <laughs> In practice, that's what NLP is. That's use <laughs> SciPy or whatever. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's right. All right. Would you like to read our first question? No, no. We need to thank our Patreon supporters. We do. Uh, we want to thank Dustin Coates. Dustin is sponsoring at the level where we thank him every week. Every week. So we will week. do that. You can tell it's a prestigious honor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dustin. Thank you to all the other sponsors as well. If you are interested in supporting the show on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash softskillseng. We don't really do advertising here. We've done in the past and we're doing this instead. Uh, This is is how we support the equipment cost, the editing, the design, um, all the other stuff that goes along with making the podcast. So please donate if you uh, would like to. That's right. And remember, it does cost money to rent out space on the yacht where we record each episode. (laughs) I'm thinking like, okay, you know how you can get all that acoustic foam? Mm -hmm. How much would it cost to get someone to do like the Mona Lisa in acoustic foam? Because they have to, they have different colors, right? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So I want, that's what I want. That's what I'm taking this money for. Is to build Uh, yourself an acoustic Mona Lisa? Yeah. Acoustically insulating Mona Lisa. (laughs) <laughs> yes, which will then translate to a better show for all the listeners. The quality is going to go way up. It will. I mean, yeah, art inspires greater human achievement. I think that's pretty uncontroversial. Yeah. yeah and sure. that I am a human and I will achieve. And you will benefit. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. You, the listener. Well, yes, you, the listener, will benefit because you'll hear how happy I am in my voice. That's right. And what more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> nothing uh, would you like to read our first question yes i will read it this is from a listener named adam as a less than ideal engineer was leaving our team he asked if he could use me as a job reference luckily i hadn't worked very closely with him and told him that i wouldn't be comfortable doing so if this were not the case with such an easy excuse how would you go about telling someone no to a referral thanks for the show luckily Whew, that's what you say is, well, luckily for me, <laughs> I haven't worked very closely with you. <laughs> Good thing the last five years I was kept distant from the misery you <laughs> caused the rest of the company. <laughs> it really paid off. Yeah. I'm so glad. My lack yeah. of engagement. <laughs> Good luck with your new or- job. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't get close to anyone there either. <laughs> Oh, I just mean. Do, I just don't even know words. Sorry. I'm out of words. <laughs> I don't have words to share with people. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, remind me your name again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the incident where you just stuff a bunch of food in your mouth and be like, rawr, 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 just put up a finger <laughs> in the air. 
and just do that until they go away. You just make the Charlie Brown adult voice noise, but in real life, that's just how you talk. You sound like a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> you could write that down phonetically, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, this is the thing professors get asked a lot uh, about. Oh. Um, they'll need to write letters of recommendation for students to go to grad school. And a common tactic I've heard is to ask the student to write their own letter and then have the professor look it over and sign it if they agree. I think the thinking then is like, well, they want to write something the professor will will agree with, and there's kind of some self-imposed pressure to be honest and evaluate yourself, mm -hmm. I don't know, capably. But that could also totally backfire, right? Like, as a 13-year-old, I was elected president of the United States, and like, I don't know, you just put nonsense <laughs> there, and the professor still has to either sign it or say, hey, I don't agree with this. This is weird. Oh, they can just redline it like an employment contract. Remember when we <laughs> talked about that? <laughs> cross out president of the united states and put like multiple felon or something yeah. <laughs> low achieving student in my class <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with great effort i squeaked by <laughs> um so that's one approach i still don't think that would work very well if if someone was a less than ideal engineer mm-hmm do you think they know? Are they aware and are asking for what they think is going to be a glowing recommendation? Or do you think that they just hope the person will kind of be polite and say nice things to avoid offending anybody? Um, I think... Because that's a, the awkwardness here, right? It's like, yeah. how do you say, hey, I have nothing good to say about you? And one approach is to not do that and just say vague, right. nice things. Right. Maybe that's what they're counting on. Um. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're like... You'll just say all the things that are good about me, like I have great hygiene, I show up to work on time, <laughs> and uh, I have a red car. <laughs> um, An exhaustive list. Which actually is one approach you could take, is you could subtly recommend the things that are truly good about this person. Like, no one, no one is all negative. We're all mixed bags of some good and some bad. So you could... Just focus on the good things, and the person reading the recommendation will maybe read between the lines and realize, wait, you didn't say anything about good engineering, <laughs> you know? Have you ever had to ask for references or, or have your references contacted uh, about yes. jobs? So I was just remembering a story that I think is actually this exact situation, except I was the one asking for the reference, <laughs> and the person didn't want to give me one. So... About four or five years ago, I gave a, a presentation at my company at a big conference uh, of the whole company, and uh, I thought it went pretty well, and a bunch of people gave me a, a lot of complimentary remarks after the talk. And uh, one of the person, one of the people who had been particularly um, positive about it, I approached him later and asked if he would be willing to write a short letter of recommendation just to say, hey, Dave gave a great, great talk. And, and the reason for this is kind of silly, but... Suffice it to say, I had a good reason for asking this person. And mm -hmm. uh, I was on the phone with him. And I was like, so, yeah, hey, I'd, I'd like to ask you to write a, a short just letter of recommendation saying what I did and what you thought of it and recommending me to give talks at other places. And um, he was an expert question dodger. <laughs> and it took me several minutes before I finally realized, oh, he is he doesn't want to do it. 
Um, <laughs> but he was saying things like, well, you know, Dave, here, here's what I think you need to do. Like he would totally misdirect me. He'd be like, mm. I think you need to go do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks for the feedback. So about that did, letter. Did you, <laughs> did you tell him like, this is why I want it? And he was trying to direct you to like, here's how you can get the thing without this letter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's been a few years. I don't remember the details. All oh, okay. I remember is I had this moment where I'm on the phone and I'm looking up at the ceiling and I was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't want to write the letter. <laughs> did you say that <laughs> no 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 I, oh, play, I, I played it really you. cool I, at least i thought i played it cool yeah and uh yeah so he just completely evaded me and i and i just walked away realizing oh okay well he's not going to give me the recommendation were you upset by this um no i wasn't upset but it did cause me to reflect <laughs> like what <laughs> what just happened <laughs> you know it yeah. kind of it kind of was a little bit of cognitive dissonance because he had been so complimentary, yeah. And now he didn't want to say do anything else, you know. And it was just like wow, like. And I thought, well, he's got his reasons for it, you know. And it's not like I didn't really think of it as a I didn't take it as a, a negative, super negative for me. I just felt like oh, he's probably got reasons. He's sure. busy, maybe I don't know. Huh. Anyway, so that's my story. I've been in this guy's shoes. I don't think I can't remember. Well. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to understand is what is the responsibility of the person acting as a reference? Is it their job to warn about potential negative issues with this person? Mm. Is it to be a rubber stamp and say, yes, they're a human being that some people like? Is it to play up the upsides? I don't think I quite understand yeah. where the responsibility is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you, I think like the super ethical person in you wants to do full disclosure, everything on the table, you know, and give the best possible or the most representative recommendation as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I have contacted references and actually there have been, there have definitely been some that are pretty mixed that, that Mm -hmm. are, it sounds like they're trying to do a good job of saying, this is what the person is good at. This is where they struggled. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated those. Those helped me as a potential employer make decisions. And it wasn't like, oh, they said something bad. X them out. Like, yeah. it, it was more like, of course, there's some thing this person struggles with. And boy, is it nice to know it now instead of six months after we hire them. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in that case, it's fine to act as a reference and, and give a less than 100% positive review. I have had people act as references for me and I have no idea what they've said ever. That's true. Yeah, you you don't usually get to see that. Yeah, I think they were mostly positive, but they could have been like, and here's what he did this day. Here's why it sucked <laughs> this project. And I don't know. I just never, never would have known. But so, so that is one option. Just say yes and say some nice things and say some of the things that, that were less than ideal. Yep. The danger there is then they don't get the job and then they ask why and they say, well, your reference said all this stuff about you. And then <laughs> yeah. you, get a, you get a battle. <laughs> <sighs> that would suck. So maybe, okay, okay. I'm thinking of this hypothetical world where you want to be honest and, and open. And you can say, I, I was thinking before we did the show, how would you say no because I wouldn't be able to give you a good review? Because that's yeah. very uncomfortable. And still very uncomfortable, but slightly less, slightly more comfortable is saying I'd be happy to do it. Here's some of the feedback I would share with them. Mm. So they, they at least have some inkling that it won't just be like the statue built in their honor. Yeah. That, yeah. that it, it'll be a more nuanced view of their strengths and weaknesses. And you don't even have to say like, here's all the stuff that you did bad. I'm going to say, you could just say, 
yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Here's what I, here's what I see is your strengths. And I might talk about some of the struggles or I don't know, just some, some hint. That's a good idea, but I don't know if I would be capable of doing that though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it would be, be very it would be an awkward situation. Yeah. I think instead you should just literally sculpt and deliver a statue in their honor. Okay. <laughs> I mean, how awesome would that be? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Just shows up on the company's front door. Like, you asked for a letter of recommendation. Well, here it is. And you pull the big sheet down. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what they inspired me to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get out of the awkward conversation. You're just like, look, this is a statue of them. Yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> yeah. I have been a reference for people before. Okay. I'm just remembering. People. One of my friends asked me to be a reference okay. for for him. And I think I was pretty much resoundingly positive because I really liked working with him. So it was okay. pretty easy. <laughs> but I've never been, well, that's not true. Okay, I have a slightly related story. Uh, <laughs> the prefix to the story is do not do what past dumb Jameson did. <laughs> so I worked with a, a person who was not performing well at all in the job didn't have the skills the experience just was not doing a great job um this person asked me not for a, a, a formal job reference but basically for an intro to the job process for this this kind of famous well-liked tech company that i knew a bunch of people at and and they had a reputation for being very technically excellent and having a really high bar and lots of smart people worked there and they were really cool and it was an attractive place to work. And also it was clear, like, we only hire the best. That was kind of the vibe mm -hmm. they put off. And in my head, I was like, there's no way <laughs> that you would be able to get hired there. And instead of uh, somehow, well, I don't even know what I would have done instead. But basically what I did was say, sure, I'll do that. And then I never did it mm -hmm. and <laughs> just ignored it. And, and they never asked again. And the problem Went away until one day I meet this person again and they confront me <laughs> angrily over it. So every time but, you walk out your front door, you have this little fear that you might bump into them. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> that, that's the, a price that, that's a price worth paying. The reason I didn't do it is because I felt like it would reflect poorly on me, where yeah. they clearly have such a high standard, yeah. their engineers are very publicly brilliant and, and accomplish a lot, and I just felt there's no way this person would fit in or keep up in that culture. If I said, hey, talk to them about a job, they would be like, what is Jameson thinking that yeah. he thinks this person would would fit here? Uh, so it was pretty selfish and also very poorly handled. But on the bright side, they will never come to you for recommendations ever again. <laughs> like neither the company nor that person. <laughs> Problem solved. So I think... I mean, I still feel like my advice, though uncomfortable, feels like the right thing to do. And I think I am a little more comfortable which, which, which with being personally to, uncomfortable. You mean tell the person who's requesting the recommendation that you don't want to give a recommendation? Either tell them that explicitly or say, here's what I think they're looking for. In this situation, I think I would have said, here's what they're looking for. I, I don't think you're quite there yet. I'd be happy to maybe put you in touch and and but then why, maybe they why would you insert ahead. yourself like that and make that judgment call on their behalf like why not let the process play out because you know? and and share but still share an honest disclosure where you give maybe not a glowing recommendation 
but surely there are some positive things about this person you could share. Okay, I'm going to rewind time. That's me speaking in reverse. Here's what I would say. I would say, I don't think it's a good fit for you right now. I'd be happy to put you in contact with them. And, and so you can, it'll kind of build a relationship for later for when you learn a little Ooh, bit more. Okay. Um, and then that way, I think I would feel comfortable telling the people, the contacts at the company, hey, they don't have the skills yet, but they really like your company. Maybe you can chat with them and maybe it'll work yeah. out later or something like that. So you just completely reframe the whole interaction. Yeah, because what they wanted was, hey, help me get a job at this company right now. And that, that I'm pretty sure was impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were, they were also pretty new in their career too. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah, purely yeah. a skilled thing. Some of it yeah. was experience too. So okay. I don't think it is forever impossible. Well, that's interesting. I think that, uh, I think that's very wise to, to like reframe things in a way that will set them up for success rather than just avoiding awkwardness and rather that than. That doesn't help Adam though, because Adam is being asked for a job to be act. Adam is being asked to act as a job reference for a company yes. that this person's applying for. Yes. And the trick with job references is when they come in, I've seen them come in in two forms. Sometimes they'll come in the form of a phone call where the hiring manager will call you up and just say, Hey, what can you tell me about so and so? And then it's just totally open-ended. But the other form is they will sometimes send you like an online survey where you have to respond on a scale of one to 10. And then maybe there's a, a dozen of these questions. Um, and uh, they're, they're both challenging <laughs> to respond to, I think. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I do is I usually err on the side of the positive review. Uh, even if the person who I'm recommending uh, left the company on pretty bad terms. Hmm. And the reason I do that, and it kind of depends on the relationship I have with the person, with the hiring manager, if I already know them well or not, you know. Um, I don't know. I just, I'll tell you what, when I get one of these references from someone and it's a glowing response, I know how hard it is to write a negative response to these things. So if it's a glowing response, I usually don't put a ton of stock into it. What I'm looking okay. for is if someone is willing to say they were a terrible employee for these reasons, that yeah. is super loud. Like if someone is actually willing to do that, it speaks volumes in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and I've had one case where we were interviewing a candidate. They were technically very sound, uh, super, super qualified technically. But then we got a, a reference from a previous hiring manager who said, who confirmed a hunch that we had that this person had major social skills problems in other words they were very hard to work with they mm-hmm. would uh say rude and demeaning things to other people on the team and stuff like that and so we disqualified this person from the hiring process based on that data point alone like technically they were solid but anyway so all that was a long-winded way of saying i usually give pretty positive uh, recommendations even for people that um aren't the best engineers that's kind of sad because it yeah well the, the, it just <laughs> makes us a hoop to jump through like why it, it does. Well, I do it then. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, that's why when I send out referral recommendations, uh, sorry, reference checks for people I'm hiring, when they come back glowing, I don't really read into them that much. But when they come back super negative, I, I pay a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, it's just another I mean, data I guess, point. I mean, it's like, this is just one more awkward, weird, hard to, hard, hardly predictive data point in the interview process, right? I mean, yeah. how is it all that different from the rest of the interview process? Yeah. There's another part, which is you mentioned hiring managers. And so this, this feels like a personal thing where this person is asking you 
mm-hmm. Adam Smith. I don't know what your last name is. Mr. Adam. Maybe that's your Adam Smith, name. the famous economist who is now no, a software engineer. Interviewed. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> maybe, maybe Adam is this person's last name. Oh, um, maybe it's all there. Maybe it's just one name, like Prince Adam. <laughs> Anyways, this person came to you and said, Adam, would you please be a reference for me? Not mm-hmm. Adam's employer. I would like you to, I'm, I'm, they're going to contact you because I worked here before. Please tell well, them whatever. That could have been, that could have been what happened here as well. I think based on what I'm reading in the question. Yeah. Usually when that happens, the company doesn't say anything besides, yep, they worked here because they don't want to get sued. That's true. That's true. So if that's the case, you have a lot of wiggle room to just yeah. say, yes, they worked here. Yep. And and then the the kind of out of bounds communication is like, and we can't tell you anything more because we don't want to get sued. That's right. And why and, did they leave your team? I can't comment on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this feels more personal. Like you're asking yeah. a person you know, not not them as a representative of your previous employer did we okay so it it feels like there are two options here one is to just give accentuate the positive to give a glowing recommendation and hope that they know that your recommendation means nothing (laughs) another option is to have a super awkward conversation that'll probably make somebody mad (laughs) somehow set expectations that you might be less than perfectly positive yep uh another option is to just never pick up the phone ever again that's right just it'll ring in your pocket and you will just not answer you don't recognize the number why pick it up even the life i live even if it is the number of your significant other you still don't answer because it could be a spoofed caller id from the company okay asking you're taking a step further well you gotta be you do not want an awkward conversation at all costs yeah (laughs) move to the mountains (laughs) Avoid technology. Yep. A friendly sparrow will carry you this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think we've helped. Yeah, maybe. Have we answered the question? (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Would you be willing to give a reference if I needed it? Yeah, for you. Heck yeah. Okay. I know you pretty well, and I think you're great. It'd be easy. See, and I'll never know whether you're being (laughs) honest or not. (laughs) I am being honest. Okay. You can tell because I said so. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just like I said I would give that other person an intro. <laughs> <laughs> and never did. <laughs> oh. Jameson's failures. Let's rename the podcast. Well, that could be a subtitle. <laughs> Soft Skills Engineering colon Jameson's failures. Jameson failed, so you don't have to. Yeah. All right. Should we go to our next question? Yes. Please, get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from a listener named Ron. He says, what are your thoughts on having full sleeve tattoos, i.e. tattoos that cover the entire arm within engineering? Is it all right as long as it can be covered up for important people? I have so many thoughts. I have no tattoos, but lots of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One, why not get a tattoo of a sleeve? then you can save a lot of time and effort and money on clothes. You can have the best of both worlds. Yeah, you only need half of a full sleeve shirt sleeve. Like every time you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, it's actually one half of a long sleeve shirt. (laughs) You can have your tattoo and wear it too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You could make it 
like a UML diagram or something that would be helpful for whiteboard discussions, and then it'd be very useful. But a binary search tree algorithm just printed yeah. right on your arm. Yeah. So you're doing you're in a design discussion, and somebody's like, "We need this database clustered," and you're like, "Oh, like this diagram on my arm," and then you start drawing on it. I happen to have a Cassandra config for a nice, high, <laughs> highly available <laughs> cluster right here. Oh, you're saying use it as code snippets? Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, it's like okay. a reference. Yeah. Okay, that's even a step further. I was saying uh, just have it as kind of a canvas to do your design on. But you're saying like, I can't remember what order these arguments come in. You flip your arm <laughs> over and look like you're cheating in a test and it's right there. Yep. Good thing I got this tattoo of, of this JavaScript framework API. <laughs> It'll last forever, just like the framework. <laughs> okay. So in the spirit of reframing this question, let me ask a, like another weird question. So the question here is, <laughs> The sub-question was, is it all right as long as it could be covered up for important people? And then I was thinking, what about face tattoos? Like, is it all right as long as you can put on, like, a, a ski mask for important people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they have body cards to protect against people that approach them wearing ski masks if they're important <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's just covering a tattoo on my face. It's just covering the <laughs> tattoo of teardrops I have near my eyes, <laughs> one for each person I've killed. <laughs> Oh, oh, this conversation took a us. turn for the darkness. <laughs> excuse, excuse our weapons we drew. It was all a simple misunderstanding. I, okay. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't know which of those is worse, a face tattoo or the thing you would have to do to disguise the fact that you had a face tattoo. I think those would be equally, <laughs> equally weird. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask, how do you define important people? Oh, uh, people who have bodyguards, clearly. Well, yeah, I guess. So I, I got to tell you, I've been spending this week in Seattle, and I've seen a lot of full sleeve tattoos. Seems to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the actual answer to this question is it does not matter for ninety yeah. percent of of United States tech jobs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the numbers are right. Maybe there are government jobs, but I feel like for almost all industry jobs, it probably does not matter at all. Yeah, if you're a software engineer, there's pretty broad spectrum of the way you can present yourself and still be taken completely seriously. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think through my developer friends who live in Utah. And Utah is a very, very conservative, socially conservative place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have tattoos and mm -hmm. it affects literally none of them negatively. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you can make it in Utah, I think you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere <yeah>. outside of <laughs> Utah. Yeah, I'm trying to th I'm trying to think of like subcultures or sub industries where this might manifest. You mentioned government contracting, maybe. Uh, maybe I don't know, like the financial industry, they tend to wear ties and stuff. The men do, at least, right? Yeah, but then you have a full long sleeve shirt. Okay, problem solved. So it's fine. I yeah, I honestly feel like it's neutral to positive. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like neutral to positive, think, even. So I not, think there are lots of cool developers that have full sleeve tattoos, and I think they're cooler because they have tats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's on them all the time. I yeah. just know they have cool tattoos. <laughs> it would be um, really cool, though, if you were able to come up with a full sleeve tattoo that reflects your profession. I mean, as an engineer, that would be awesome. I mean, I've seen like Y Combinator tattoos, not not the accelerator logo, the 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 function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I think there are some some cool technical tattoos that you could do. But I, yeah. I'm assuming Ron already has full sleeve tattoos. Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah. And it's like, what do I do about it? Maybe, I don't know, maybe, okay, 
it is more fun if we are pretending that Ron is deciding whether to get full sleeve tattoos or not. <laughs> well, and we get input on what the, they are. <laughs> the good the good news is if you're deciding about it, like it's not permanent. You can just wash them off with soap, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like if you change your mind or you want a different style, it's no problem. Yeah. If, if the marker that you use to tattoo yourself <laughs> slips, it's fine. <laughs> you can just wash it off. That's true. I have had lots of tattoos in that case. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me, have you seen that that clip? I don't even know what it's from. There's this guy sitting at a desk taking a test, and then he looks around the room shiftily and looks down at his hand, mm-hmm. and you think he's cheating, and then it zooms in on his hand and just says, you can do it in giant letters. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an awesome arm tattoo, full sleeve. Yeah. You could get a rubber duck on your, ta- on your, on your sleeve. Oh, to assist with debugging. Exactly, yeah. It's always you with have you. your built-in pair programmer. Oh, that's great. Um, get, okay, here's what you get. You get either tabs or spaces tattooed on your arm, <laughs> depending on what your preferred indentation style is. <laughs> you're like aligning yourself to a tribe. That's right. Um, yeah, there's so I many options have, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many. <laughs> yeah, I think they're cool. I wish I could get tattoos. Maybe I will someday. Maybe you will. Well, you've got markers in your house, so. Well, yeah, that's true. I have some right here on my desk. Maybe I should do that right now. I'm sure you'll do a fine job. (laughs) (laughs) I've drawn a lot of diagrams on the whiteboard. (laughs) How hard could it be? (laughs) Well, have we answered the question? I think so. Um, All right. Go for it, Ron. Don't hold back. I think the key is the half sleeve. Yeah, (laughs) so it's winter and summer. cover it up. You get one sleeve. Wait, oh, oh, you meant one out of two arms. Yeah. Not just up to your elbow, but rather. No, yeah, I I guess, yeah, the terminology is ambiguous. Isn't that, that's like a three-quarter sleeve anyways. I think that's a real term. Yeah, you get one sleeve on the arm with the tattoo. Mm -hmm. If you're worried about covering it up, the other arm is just like a tank top arm. And then when a very important person comes by, you just turn sideways with the uh, (laughs) tattooed arm behind you. (laughs) That's true. You could, you could just hide it. Mm-hmm. your emotions hello very important person and you wave with like the wrong hand yeah in or whatever you, culture the, it is they extend their right hand to shake your arm your hand and you extend your left <laughs> you, extend, <laughs> <laughs> you just grab the outside of their hand oh <laughs> uh, yeah i'm Definitely sorry my, my other arm is covered in uml diagrams and i know you hate uml <laughs> Uh, it's. I worked at our competitor previously, and it's covered in their proprietary information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not able to show it. You have <laughs> to sign me. an NDA, which <laughs> conveniently is arm. printed on my other arm, <laughs> the one that I've extended to you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that group that printed some video codec on a T-shirt as a statement? Oh yeah, it, solidarity it was, or something. It was copyrighted or something like that. It, I think it was patented or something and they they wanted to protest the patent and so they printed the code on a t-shirt yeah uh, there was also the was it the playstation private key some private key from some gaming console got got snagged could have been and then there's a big lawsuit around it and they printed it it on a bunch of dvd encryption key yeah that definitely happened dvd css i think is what it was called yeah so wait for that kind of a cause and get that on your full sleeve because that would be awesome 
Okay, so I mean, the meltdown Spectre stuff just kind of came out, kind of yeah. close to recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. I, you'd have to shrink it down a lot, but uh, you're saying <laughs> a, a Spectre uh, exploit, right? Yeah, on your arm? print out a Spectre exploit. Maybe print out a, a guide to, to to like branch prediction or something, so people <laughs> understand how it works. <laughs> just follow this how-to guide, starting on my left mole <laughs> above my <laughs> wrist. <laughs> Uh, what okay one last random question mm-hmm. before we finish exhaustively answering this question <laughs> say you wanted to get something technical on your arm okay like real life some some kind of technical programming related knowledge mm-hmm. how would you actually pick what to go what to put on there well it's got to be something that's going to be relevant for your whole life yeah exactly like which so, eliminates almost everything i know i'm thinking <laughs> maybe uh, the android logo <laughs> Okay. <laughs> An ironic Blackberry tattoo. <laughs> Maybe you go all the way back to the Charles Babbage computation engine. It's timeless. Yeah. Classic. That would actually be cool. I know Ada Lovelace wrote some programs for it. Maybe there's like a snippet from one of those or something. Mm-hmm. Or probably there's, I mean, I'm sure like I've seen Lambda Calculus tattoos mm-hmm. or like yeah, that's, Turing that Machine seems tattoos like it's pretty or something. Timeless. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, it's decided. You'll get a Turing machine tattoo. Take care of it, Ron. Yep. Okay. What should people do if they want more tattoo advice? (laughs) Don't ask us. (laughs) Clearly. Dave, well, Dave, I announced my credentials. Do you have any tattoos? No, I do not. Okay. Um, We bring a fresh outside perspective. Yes, very fresh. That's how we'll frame this. Very fresh. (laughs) (laughs) But if you would like some tattoo advice anyway... Feel free to go to softskills.audio and click on the Ask a Question link where you can fill out a form, uh, put in your question. You can leave your name in there or not, whatever you like, to make you feel more comfortable. And uh, what if people want to support the show? What should they do then, Jameson? They should, I mean, honestly, the best way to support it is to help more people find it. That is the greatest support. If you also want to support financially, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash softskillseng and check out the, the different tiers there. Although the, um, the best way to share it with your friends is to get our website URL tattooed on your face. That's true. Yeah. I think we've actually talked about that before. <laughs> actually, have. There's precedent. <laughs> there is. Um, please don't I would, do that. I would pay you <laughs> 10 bucks to do that, though, if you did uh, This is taking me back to the elementary school days where I <laughs> ate ketchup packets and those little pepper shot things. Uh-huh. For quarters. For quarters. <laughs> yeah. Inflation. It, it quarters worth, it, worth a right? lot more back in those days, Oh, Dave. yeah. You could buy literally a ketchup packet with a quarter. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> nope. All right. I think that means we're done. Yep. We will catch you next week. Thank you. <laughs>